1: So download the free Anchor app or go to
2: anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R
0: rfm to get started. Bodie!
3: Hello. Hey,
0: how'd your game go yesterday? Good. You had you hit? Uh-huh. I heard you made a bunch of plays. Mm-hmm. First baseman can't catch? <laughs> All right, be good. Okay. Hey, Bodie, you
1: got anything you want to tell TJ?
4: Quit screwing up all the races
1: hey <laughs> just trying to make them exciting son
4: this is door bumper clear and i'm jason schultz it has been a busy week of racing and tj brett and Freddie are here to relive it all plus former joe gibbs racing crew chief cole pern joins the show they'll cover Joey Logano holding up leader Chase Elliott at Homestead Clint Boyer versus Bubba Wallace at Martinsville and Cole's hilarious tweets DBC rolls in three, two,
0: one. i I'm TJ Majors this is Fred Grittman hey me too now this is Freddie Kraft get ready be ready be ready
1: play give me what you got here new leader watch out for this guy white flag recognize Hey
2: everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 cup car, uh, 99 truck, and I had an Xfinity car this weekend, so I had the uh, 8 Xfinity car,
1: full house as normal. How'd you pull that off, man? I thought you couldn't spot for anything but Pitski. That's what happens whenever uh, the head guy says it's okay. Oh, our good friend Jesus came back to race, so he we, uh, we got to do whatever he wanted to do. NASCAR, Jesus, uh, Brett Griffin, spotter Clint Boyer. Uh, outside of spotting for Clint Boyer, all I did yesterday was rain out, wait out, lightning delays for the thousand people that were in attendance. Uh, thank y'all for coming, and I'm sorry that uh, that we were so delayed. Hopefully, people still watched yesterday. It was uh, that
0: that place never disappoints, man. What a great racetrack. Uh, what's up, guys? Freddy Kraft, spotted for Bubba Wallace. Another good run for us this weekend. Uh, spotter for AJ Allmendinger. $100,000 richer on uh, Sunday. You're finally doing there? better at this whole spotting thing, Freddy. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing Freddy. what happens when you spot for some fast cars. It's weird how that works out. But, yeah, God, it was so frustrating sitting there yesterday. I mean, what were we there, three hours? Three-hour delay with without a drop of rain? I mean, it was, it was I mean, pretty we damn were, frustrating. We were
2: at the track for about... Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Like, I mean, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever, for the extended guys.
0: Yep. That yeah. was a long, long, long day. Hey, Case. How are you? Yeah. Colorful Casey's here today.
5: Are you being sarcastic or? Uh,
0: no, I'm being friendly and polite. I wasn't sure if you said colorful you because that, that wedding picture behind her is in black and white, it looks well, like. I figured or... we hadn't talked
5: about it in a while, and you guys are making fun of me for not having any decorations. So. Couldn't think of anything better than the wedding photos. Glad you put it behind Brett the steering wheel. Loves it.
1: Well, the good news is you're having a baby soon, and once you have a baby, you're gonna quit talking about the dog all the time, and you're gonna forget forget the fact that you ever even yeah. got married. Got so married. The, yeah, yeah. The, like TJ, you literally forget you got married when you have a baby.
2: Yeah. The the uh, and I will say that it's probably you probably won't catch much flack for posting baby pictures because everyone <laughs> posts. Everyone's proud of their kids and posts pictures of their kids and. And uh, you might have overdid the wedding stuff, but it'll might be replaced have. here soon. I
5: did not. Oh. <laughs> you guys are the worst. I'm not going to resurface this conversation.
2: You're not going to yep. have to after the kid. Don't worry about uh, it. I
1: got I got friends. Their names Joy and Holly. And uh, man, all they talked about all the time was their dog. And all they put on Facebook all the time was their dog. Dude, I ain't seen their dog in three years. I I, fe- I forgot the dog's name. Because all it is now is all about their kid, man. People are my my, my dog's my kid. Then once you have a kid, it's like now nah, your kid's your kid. Your dog's now officially <laughs> a dog. Congratulations. Does does,
2: uh, does Susie get a baby moon? Or you know, I mean, that's probably what Susie talks about with her friends down the block. You know, just you know, we got this baby coming soon. I'm gonna be secondhand.
5: Susan, no, I. Chad tries to tell her, but I don't think it gets through to her yet. So we'll no, see. How do it
2: get to her yet? She has no idea. <laughs> Wait. Oh, uh, so, what kind of mother do you think? Do you think Casey's gonna be? You know, are we gonna see the every filter that that um, you know Instagram has? Are we gonna see the the little face change and stuff? Or you know? Nah.
5: Okay. For the record, I don't post that much. So, I don't post any of those bump pics that everybody posts. You don't have I'm a not... kid yet. Yeah. So.
2: He did, your whole world's getting ready to change i know i
5: know you literally remind me every week and every week i'm in like
2: i feel like i'm chad talking to the susan right here you know?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well everybody says it's so soon but i honestly i feel like it's really far away still so i just yeah, haven't you really... have been
2: uh, when's
5: the date again oh. august 30th
2: yeah you should be pretty miserable coming up here soon that's when you know Thanks. it's close <laughs> And that's when everyone's like, "I'm just ready for this kid to come out." Or are they not, Brett? The last like month of the pregnancy, they're all like, "Just get it out of me."
1: I just want to picture a Casey barefoot and then a tank top standing in the middle of a on a dirt road, like she's just, just you know, nine months pregnant with both hands having to hold her belly up. And Chad Wife behind drinking a 40-ounce Budweiser.
5: <laughs> well, I am going to Midget Week this week, so I will be pretty close. You got a dirt dirt road and probably a tank top. That's so. what I
1: want to see. Like, I just want to see a really good just trailer park trash, I'm pregnant photo. <laughs> Where's where Midget Week at? Where are all these midgets Indiana. hang out? Indiana. Indiana? <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's a midget
1: hanging
3: yeah, I'm not sure if I, that's a... I'm yeah, pretty
0: sure it's a race. I don't... I mean, yeah, midget, we, want, we can just
5: let you, you <laughs> what you think whatever you want it'll work for you <laughs> uh,
6: oh man
5: well I will say I am so glad that you guys were able to do the show today because there was a moment there where I thought lightning was going to continue to strike forever and I also have to say that it rained every single day at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Miami so I'm not really sure what the planning was there but so glad you guys are here. So glad we were able to have a show and not have it delayed for five days.
2: Which time were you worried—the first, second, or third time we stopped for lightning?
5: Oh <laughs> man, I don't know. I just remember, like, I'm from there. It rains literally every day at the same time.
2: So. I swear, about fifteen twenty, last before halfway, a boat of lightning went across the sky, and I looked at, and I, as soon as it went across, I'm like, oh my gosh, don't <laughs> you even think about it. And it, I don't know. Did you see it you know the worst what I'm part
0: about, about it oh yeah because the worst part about it was we were the it was right before the end of the second stage yeah and uh the leader was oh. running us down and I'm like I'm gonna have to call in lightning delay here I'm trying <laughs> I need a caution <laughs> <laughs> yeah
5: oh, it did not it it was ew, here's it was the thing rough.
0: that drove me crazy about it and uh Tj'll know what's going on the the night before I felt like there was lightning everywhere for that truck race and there was no caution no delay and then every, all day sunday was a lightning delay
2: yeah there were. i mean i did I, the first few times that happened on friday night, you're just kind of like oh lightning a little bit and then you're like you just got used to it and quit looking at it yeah. <laughs> i mean it was just a part of your night but uh definitely not um ideal but definitely something to uh to check the deal i mean we saw a water spout I don't know if I've ever seen a water spout out in the, you know, visible ocean, you know, that you can, I don't yeah. know. It was, it was kind of cool, but kind of scary at the same time. Like, Hey, if this thing hits land, it's a tornado, you know, what happens here? But uh, Welcome to Florida. Yeah. Long night, but, uh, glad we got a lot of racing in, in two days, man. That's a, that's a pretty, um, pretty big task to get that many races in that short of time, uh, for NASCAR to do. So, um good job on their part and getting all the series down there and getting all the races in in florida especially that many races that short of time with a few delays but no stay overs and stuff like that
5: did you guys see any i mean were there any hiccups any issues obviously a lot of us weren't there so no. No. no
2: they I moved the so. xfinity race up obviously it wouldn't i don't think it mattered because uh i mean it, because of the lightning deal but you know i think they did i mean it was smooth i mean. Um, a lot of racing. I think that's great to have that much racing going
0: on. I mean, we did a lot of racing in, just in the last week. You know, between all the races you ran at, you know, you ran three races at Atlanta, then you ran Wednesday night at Martinsville, and you came here back ran four more races at, at Homestead. You know, it's obviously went off without a hitch. I hate the fact, man, we keep we cannot catch a break on weather. You know what I mean? I feel like we have taken a hit on weather delays or rain delays or postponements yeah. this year since we came back. It's just... Can't get up. Can't get the ball rolling, really. Yeah, the Cup Series. Cup
1: Series has definitely been jinxed, man. And I and you know you look at everything NASCAR did last week, and I mean on this show we talk about everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. NASCAR went through a major rebrand last week, and we've never seen those guys take stances against and for some of the things that they took stances for and against. So I felt like. Sunday at 3.30 was going to be a gut check for us either way. I felt like ratings were either going to be obviously up flat or down. And because of what we experienced with the weather delay, you don't have a true gauge of knowing which way it was going to go because we all know that weather delays – um, produce less ratings because if I tune in to watch something at 3.30 and if it doesn't start till 7.30, there is zero chance I'm going to stick around that long. I don't care what it is I'm trying to watch. So uh, I felt like yesterday was going to be a good temperature check for us No pun intended because the three of us have been going through temperature checks nonstop at the gate (laughs) and uh, probably the most disappointing thing as far as the weather for me personally was knowing where we stand as a sport in terms of ratings because we've seen other sports do this and we've seen how it affects their brands and I I was curious to see what it meant to all of us yesterday. Freddie, I know you've been really outspoken on Twitter about some of this stuff. Um, TJ, I'm really proud of you today for brushing your hair because seeing you yesterday uh, your hair or was rough. completely out of control, uh, but but that was that was my struggle. Yesterday was man, just all right. This is our gut check because we saw some things last week on Twitter, like ratings were up last Wednesday um, via this rebrand, one hundred six percent. Well, whatever clown tweeted that should have been fired because ratings weren't up. They were comparing it to a Dover rain delay, very misleading tweet to which uh, it's very disappointing. Um, again, uh, Casey and I work on the marketing business side. These things have major implications to what we do and how we communicate things to sponsors. And um, Obviously, we're all pulling for the best. We're all pulling for people to be treated fairly in society. But at the end of the day, our sport has left politics out of it for a very long time, and we certainly didn't do that last week. So curious to see how that plays out. I, I guess the good news, though, Freddie, is now our new gauge is going to be Talladega, which is always one of our most popular races. No matter if you're a big fan, a hardcore fan, or a barely a fan, we know that race is going to be exciting. We got Ryan Newman getting back in a plate track after nearly losing his life a few months ago. A lot of really positive. I feel like this is the week we get to start back talking about racing and put some of this other stuff behind us.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, obviously I've been outspoken. If you, you want to see how I stand on it, it's not, it's not hard to find. Um, but like you said, you know, like last week I got, uh, you know, not think I wake up in the morning, whatever, get on Twitter, see that tweet. I get excited because me and Brett have been talking about it back and forth. I see that tweet. I'm like, holy shit. like, wow, look at this. I send it to Brett. Brett's like, wow, that's, wow, that's pretty good. And then 10 minutes later, we're both like, wait a minute. Uh, that's not right. You know, I mean, it's right, but it's, it's not a comparable stat. So then you're like, oh, whatever, you know, now it's a little more comparable to the Wednesday night races. But all the Wednesday night races have had have had weather problems. So you don't know exactly where you stand. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just hopefully they hopefully we don't take a hit. Oh, I think um, hopefully I mean, I feel as long as we stay as good or better. I, th- I don't see any reason why not. You know, I I mean, you know, my kind of stance is all right. You know, obviously you, you don't want you don't want politics mixed with your sports. You don't want it any sport. You know, I don't. You don't want that, but in the same time, you know, people feel like they, you know, outspoken on stuff. And if you don't like it, just don't watch the pre-race. I mean, it's not like it's throughout the entire event. When the green flag drops, it's still the same sport we've always had. It's still the same sport everybody loves. It nothing's changed once the green flag drops. So I mean, if you can't, if you you don't want to see stuff that you know a guy kneeling or whatever you know, just don't watch that part of it or, or don't show it on TV, you know, whatever it is. Just just when that green flag drops, it's the same sport we've always had. There's no reason not to watch it because it's something you don't believe in. It's a free country. And,
1: you know, of all the rules that we've seen come out and all the things that we've seen come out, I think probably the biggest was that we, uh, as a sport, have decided to honor your your constitutional right of freedom of speech. There's no more a, a demand to stand for the, for the anthem. And I know a lot of people in, in, in America have a problem with that because it's called the United States of America. And I think during that time is when we all need to unite. Like I said on Twitter, me and my family will stand for the anthem for what it stands for, for the men and women that have served, are serving and, and obviously the ones that have paid the ultimate sacrifice for serving. But at the end of the day, um, it's certainly your right not to stand if that's what you don't want to do. I'll go back to what I said on here. The first year we ever did this podcast, it was me, TJ, and Kristen Bauer and old producer Josh. And uh, I think the right thing to do in that three minutes of your day is to stand because you have 23 hours and 57 other minutes that you can go out and do things to protest and do things to bring attention to your cause. But Hey man, if that's uh, if that's what you want to do, uh, that's part of being an American. That's your right. However, I think you need to stand
0: your ass up, but that's just me. I didn't, I haven't seen since that first uh, race with the official kneeling. I haven't seen anybody kneeling, including that official. I don't, I obviously can't see everybody on pit road, but I know I watched that. I think it was Martinsville. I seen they, they queue up the anthem and I seen an entire camera crew go running down above his car. Like they were getting ready to catch, you know, him dropping on one knee and he stood there like he always does. And, and I just, you know. I haven't seen it. Obviously, people are are making statements, but you know, it is what it is. Like you said, they're still right if they want to. But I'll be I'll be standing hand over heart. I don't uh, just like everybody else up there on the roof. I think. Hey, on where we go, man. Uh, Talladega is coming
1: up. Casey, let's kick this dang show off, man. We got a special guest today coming on later. Cole Pern here in a hot minute. Uh, I'm excited about this guy coming on. TJ, like this guy, like I feel like I give zero. On Twitter and, and, and in real life Pretty much about being unfiltered Like I feel like Cole Perns Maybe my, my soulmate yeah. <laughs> what? How about
2: maybe, like, maybe like spirit animal or something Might be a yeah. little better choice right there I don't,
5: Soulmate
1: Yeah
2: I don't know about uh, soulmate. That's a soulmate He's little, my bromance
1: He's gonna be he he like might be, and yeah. Bubba He's gonna be like Brett and Cole <laughs> This is gonna be
2: um, Cole has some very He's very opinionated and. Uh, yeah he's uh,
0: I like a guy that's not afraid to share his opinion.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he never really has been. Um, I like a guy that just wears a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Yeah, hell with it.
5: (laughs) All right, well, before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, Offerpad.
1: We are finally headed to Talladega. When Dale Jr. was here, we called it Talladega, Alabama this weekend for me and one of our most
0: exciting races of the season man the best part of this weekend is we're gonna get some fans back in the stands from the talladega birmingham alabama areas
2: yeah whether you're one of those fans who will be at the track or if you live around birmingham we've got great news birmingham is one of offer pads markets that's awesome
1: Man, I know NASCAR fans from all over the country that move to certain locations so they can be closest to their favorite track, or in Jason's case, he moved to Charlotte, where OfferPad's also prevalent. So that's right, man. For all of you guys that live there or want to live there, move there, whatever it is, this is the only website you need to be able to buy and sell your home, and that's OfferPad.com.
0: OfferPad presents you with a competitive cash offer within 24 hours, eliminates the hassle of house showings, and you can pick your own closing date.
2: Yeah, it's super simple because OfferPad wants you to have the smoothest moving process possible. Check them out today at OfferPad.com. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, you like it. Spot
1: off, you don't like it. And you say why, either way.
5: First topic Ryan Blaney flipped off Joey Logano when Logano lapped him at Martinsville. Spot on, spot off. Brett, since this is your favorite topic.
1: TJ, why does your guy always make everybody mad? Is there anybody in this field who actually likes Joey Logano? I'm curious. I see all these drivers parking. They they have their buddy system, right? Like they knew who they're going to park beside in the motorhome lot. They knew who their kids are going to get to play with. Like, does Logano even get to park on the infield with these guys? It seems like (laughs) he is, man. He's even pissed off Blaney spot on for yeah, the I, spot on for the big old fist in the windshield. I've seen a lot of middle fingers fly, but it's very rare you see a guy flip a guy off on his front windshield and who laps their own teammate to end the stage, man. Well I, I mean it was right before a competition caution. How rude.
5: TJ, what do you gotta say about that one?
2: Uh, you know, spot on for the uh um the personality that you get to see a little bit. And um but spot off because you know there was still about 15 laps to go in the stage, and we did actually ride behind him for a few laps until we started getting our bumper beat off by cars trying to get to him and get around us to get our last back. And I don't know if anybody that's gonna put you're not gonna put yourself in the way of uh you know cars want their last back. It's Martinsville, man. I can save your race. You know exactly you know exactly what I mean. If you go a lap down to Martinsville. It's tough to get back, and you know if we have a long run, leaders start getting to some more faster guys, and you know it's going to be harder to get to them guys to unlap yourself. Um, so we rode behind Blaney for three laps, four laps or something, and then the 38 just started wearing her bumper out. And, and you're not—I mean, you got a fast car, you got a win, you got a possibly winning race car at that point. I don't know. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the the big picture lesson you know clicked in there. Look, it was. Early in the race, you had zero issues getting your car right and back, and you made a you had a really good chance of winning the race. You had another issue on pit row with 170 to go, and you still drive back to the front almost and win the race. So, um, you know, there's a there's a big picture in every race, and some guys lose sight of that pretty quick. But you know, I, I don't know if anybody that was getting, that would have rode behind um, somebody at that point.
0: Yeah, so I, I went back and watched the race that night to see what happened because i seen a video on, I don't know if it was Twitter or Reddit, and it was the video of Ryan flipping him off, and I was like, whoa, what, what led to that? So I watched, and it was less, it was, I think it was, you had rode behind him for like two or three laps, and I think there was seven or eight to go when you passed him, but it's just too many laps, you know what I mean? If it was two or three laps, Joey would have stayed back there, I think. Yeah, you saw it. I,
1: don't, I disagree.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you could see it plain as day. He Like, he's riding, riding, riding the 38, launches Joey into one, and Joey's like, all right, I got to go. And at that point, I think you have to go. Like, there's guys in front of Ryan that you want to get a lap down. You know, that was like the 18 and the 10 were in front of Ryan. You know, if you're if you're doing the best you can to win a race, you want to put as many guys a lap down as you can. It sucks that it's one of your teammates, is one of them, but, but you want to get up there and lap. You know, I think he probably lapped four or five more guys in front of Ryan, too. And they probably yeah, didn't we, get to oh, the last back a for guys. a while. Yeah. And yeah. He,
2: he actually got passed by four or five more guys before the even the end of the stage. So, um or the caution, or whatever, not the stage into the, that, that caution that came out. But you know, when you got guys that are being aggressive behind you, you know, it's one thing to ride and you know, okay, the guys cool behind you. But when they start, when they start running into you, you can't, you can't jeopardize your own race at that point.
0: Yeah, spot on for the bird out the windshield. Though I felt like that was the highway move. You know, usually like you see these guys with a little hand out the window, finger that you can't really see. Ryan just full bore bird. Arm and up, almost, out the windshield almost hits was... the wall
2: too <laughs> almost hits the wall when it happens
1: that, that's the one where if you're on the interstate and you're looking in your rear view mirror and you see a guy flipping you off like that you brake check him lock like, the, yeah, lock the that, brakes that's, up that's how bad of a bird that was that's the <laughs> biggest bird
2: in NASCAR right there ladies and gentlemen yeah the one out the window doesn't even really matter
1: anymore nah now nah, we got a whole new bird level a bird scale <laughs> it's been recalibrated thanks to Blaney yeah
5: Next topic: Bubba Wallace says there's no more chances for the 14. He never gives me a chance to turn when racing Boyer on a restart at Martinsville. Freddie, this one is definitely for you. Spot on, spot off. Spot Wait a minute on. here.
2: I didn't think Brett's guy raced people hard, man. What's the deal here?
0: What a. D- I, mean, I know. <laughs> now you know. Obviously, uh, so we. This started, I think, at Bristol, where Clinton was on new tires at the end of the race, and we Am were I raced Bristol. No, it was real Bristol. And uh, yeah, yeah, it did start at high racing Bristol, actually. But I mean, I mean, them guys are, they they've go bike, ride motorcycles together and stuff. So they've been pretty, you know, friendly here the last while. But uh, Bristol, he caught us, and as soon as he caught us, just boop, moved us up the racetrack and gone, which is whatever. It is what it is. He's on new tires. He's got to go almost one of the races uh then we had that restart where we stay out and the 32 stays out and he just kind of whoop shoots us into one three wide i was like oh man here we go and that's Bubba starts hell would him, have no more breaks for him i don't know when we ever gave him a break to begin with but, i was gonna say uh, when did the break start because i never saw that part of this friendship <laughs> um yeah me neither so <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know and then of course later in the race he dive bombs into three takes us three wide again so that did help matters but i'm sure they'll be fine whatever i've lived through this with drivers that that weren't up front a
1: lot casey and i've lived through this with drivers that are up front a lot and you start seeing guys that you don't typically see up there, and the first thing that goes through your head is a race car driver. And, TJ, I think will attest to this, is this guy's going to hold me up. This guy's only on two tires and I'm on four. The more time I waste with this guy, uh, the more positions I'm going to lose. It's go time. It's the end of a stage, or it's go time. You know, we all just pitted. We all got tires, or we were in the middle of a green flag cycle, or it's the end of the race or whatever. I don't know what went through Clint's brain, which is normal for – about anything that, that I would speak to as far as Clint goes. But I think it's a situation of, you got two guys on the front row that aren't ever up there. They certainly aren't up there together. LaJoy's on no tires, Bubbles on two tires. Logano was actually right behind the 32 car on this restart. And I think both Joey and Clint had a mentality of, Whoever gets by these two first is going to win the stage, and uh, you know it sucks for Bubba to get moved up. Bubba still finished fifth in the stage, so it's not like Clint completely ruined the stage or ruined his day. But I think it's a matter of there's a new guy up here. Is he going to choke? Is he going to do good? Is he going to go? You know what? I got to go, and then you go.
5: TJ,
1: uh, it's a racetrack, man. <laughs> it's
2: coming to the end of the stage. Those stage points add up at the end of the year, man. When you when we start the um the playoffs, those things matter. Uh, you know, I didn't, uh, that's just the way that, uh, you know, Quint obviously decided, like Brett said, he needed to go and he did whatever he thought needed to be done. He didn't wreck Bubba. He didn't take him out. Um, that that's, I mean, it's a racetrack. I, I, and, but the repercussions of this are that, you know, next time, Clint needs a break from Bubba. Bubba's probably going to make it pretty hard on him to get around him if he can, you know? So, uh, that's just, these things will work themselves out on the racetrack. These drivers know how to do that. And, and, um, Clint made a decision there that he had to go like that didn't ruin his race, but definitely might've cost Bubba a stage point or two, but, um, this is a long season and at some point they're going to be around each other again. And, and, um, that's when it works itself out.
5: Lap car of Joey Logano holds up leader Chase Elliott, allowing Denny Hamlin to make the winning pass at Homestead. Spot on, spot off, TJ.
2: Um, I mean, we're just trying to stay a lap down. Try not to go two laps down. Spot on. How many laps are
1: left? I don't know, 20, 20-something 20 yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, it was, of course. Yeah, it was it's maybe just over twenty. I was a good half a track behind the leaders all night, so I didn't get to see this. Uh, I saw there were some tweets about it. People saying you, your guy, ruined the race once again. You managed to make everybody happy. Uh, the guys strapped into the cars and the people watching on TV said, so "Congrats to that." So what? What played out, TJ? Like, what's going on up there? Um, just running the wall
2: like the fifteen all night, and that's where the nine needed to run. Um, we were. Obviously, off a little bit. We had a little damage from pit road uh, from the double zero on the caution, where they opened pit road up for everybody, and then actually held the one to go, where they could have pitted the lap cars the next lap, and pit road wouldn't have been as nearly as big of a mess as it was. Um, but um, I don't know. This is this is what this is what we talked about. Um, you know, after Bristol, you make decisions in the race car that affect other people's races. And at some point, you know, the other driver, you know, however he chooses, to, whether he goes down there and confronts the guy on pit road, whether he goes down there or doesn't say a thing, just handles it on the track. Um, there, there's repercussions for things that you do on the racetrack. And, um, had things gone differently a few weeks ago, Bristol, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe makes it easier, but these are just decisions that the drivers make, um, to race people hard. It's still a racetrack. You know, last I saw there was zero contact or anything like that, but you know, you make, there's consequences to stuff that you do.
1: As a spotter, we have tendencies at times to calm our guys down. We have tendencies at times to cheer our guys up. We also have tendencies at time to, to egg them on a little bit. Like Were you telling Joey how big the gap was from the leader to second? Were you telling him where the leader was running? Like, well, What information were you giving? What was your role in all this? No different
2: than any other catching us. Just pay the leader's coming. You know, the leader's a nine, he's 20 back, running the wall both ends, 11's, you know, they're racing for the lead, 11's five off of him, running a lane lower than him through the corner. No different than any info that I would give when Blaney caught us, when uh, the A caught us, no different.
0: Did you did you tell him to pull to the bottom when the 11 got outside the nine? Because I noticed he ran the top until the 11 got outside the nine, and then he run the bottom of three and four in front of the nine. And the 11 had the top. He came back up on the corner on the straightaway, obviously, but he still he didn't run the top out of the corner for some reason.
2: <laughs> uh, I think it just, uh, the tires were cool enough and they gripped up on the bottom.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, I think if this is not the 9, the 22 obviously cuts these guys a little more slack. So I can't say that he's just going to run lap cars bad. You know, he's going to run like a lap car's in the way. TJ's always been on the winning side
1: of these arguments because he's always spotted for, or not always, but for. For the most part, spotted for the most popular driver in NASCAR. Look, I mean, Dale Jr. could have, he could have done whatever he wanted. People Uh, are going both
2: them
3: guys. (laughs) (laughs) People,
1: the whole, yeah, the people in the stands would have been throwing stuff at him, blaming him for wrecking Dale Jr. Oh yeah, whatever. But now, dude, you're messing with the most popular driver in NASCAR right now. You better look out. Chase from the same place ain't gonna take this. The last thing, the last thing that I saw
2: was. Chase messing with another guy that passed you clean. You sent him off into one, you wrecked him in the next pointer. You know, this is why I don't get on social media that much because people get on there and, and you do this. And this is an example, prime example. Last night I, I got on there a little bit just to look and I'm like, <laughs> forget this. Um, I, I start scrolling down and I look and, you know, oh, well, you should have done it when you're on the same lap. Oh, well, you should have done it this way. I don't make these decisions. First of all, I'm just. I mean I'm part of you know, these
1: are things the drivers handle, but when things go well, TJ is in control. When things don't go well, he's got nothing to do with it.
2: That's what do that, it. Go,
1: that goes for every spotter, right? <laughs> let, let
2: me make the decisions.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, let, let, me, let me do it. I'll do the I'll do the thinking.
1: Yeah, we got another spotter in the truck series, Chris Monez, who spots for Angela Ruck, who I guess told her let him do the thinking from now on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably better me, off. Let me
2: do the thinking. But, I'm going to tell you no, something. You if go, you've
1: got a spotter that has to do the thinking for you, there's a 100% chance you should stay at home and do something completely different and drive a race car.
0: If you haven't heard this audio yet, you got to look it up and find it. It's on you Reddit. It's on YouTube. It it's Angela, Angela Ruck's truck audio from Saturday night.
2: It, it's funny, though, but I scroll on Twitter and I look at some of the people that are saying, well, you should have done it when you're on the same lap. You should have done it here. You should have done that. And I go there. And you tap on them, and they're either background picture or their profile picture is, has a big old nine in it or something like that, you know. So everyone's going to be biased to their favorite driver.
1: but um, Thanks for reading my tweets, man. I didn't, I didn't read any of yours. I'm saying I was posing as them right. guys. I was <laughs> messing with you. Sorry, Casey. You had a Casey moment where you didn't get it. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you.
5: <laughs> Even I got that one.
1: I don't know. I don't
5: know. (laughs) (laughs) Take a drink.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy.
5: Spot on, spot off. NASCAR president Steve Phelps says 80% of fans approve of the current high downforce, low horsepower aero package in the Cup Series. Brett.
1: TJ... Freddie and myself at the beginning of every year are required to go through a procedure that allows us to show up to work. And then randomly throughout the season, we have to go through this same procedure where we have to pass a drug test. And if 80% of our fans have voted that way, there is a 100% chance that we need to drug test these people.
5: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think that clearly outlines your thought.
0: Obviously, if you've seen what these fan survey questions look like it is super misleading to what you know some of the just sample questions are would you would you prefer less passing and more horsepower or more passing and less horsepower what race car fan is going to say he wants less passing in the world. I mean, so obviously you say that, and they go, like, here you go. That's objective, world. your honor, leading the witness. Pe- people right here, want, they want less horsepower. You can tell right here by this question. No. Are you kidding me? I mean, jeez. I mean, there's more. There's four or five questions on there. Do you want the leader to win by a little or a lot? Uh, a little, please. Okay, well, now, now we need to run this high down for us package so that they can be bunched up more. I mean, it's it's 100% misleading questions. It's, it's you know, I say that whole fan survey is why would why, TJ honestly? Why would you let the tail wag the dog? Uh,
1: I don't know. Um, Just imagine Susan walking know. around behind Casey right now. Her her dog's doing this, and the tail sits still. Like that's how <laughs> that looks. I don't.
2: Um, you you see passing when guys have to really drive the race cars when they have handling issues. Right now, we don't have, in my opinion, we don't have nearly as much as much handling issues as we should, especially down in the corner, looseness. We don't see guys. We got guys running in this, that are screaming loose, and they're three inches off the fence, you know. And there's these things, like, watching the nine and the 12 and them guys run the wall, they, didn't, they look like slot cars, like we would say before. Like, the nine could run so fast against the wall into one. It almost – like, before, I, like, I had to reprogram myself what that looked like last night because he was going so fast into the corner against the wall. Did it not look odd to you a couple of times? I felt like how he was back- turning
0: right. I thought he looked like he was turning right into the wall, like when he drives down to carrying, the. He <laughs> carrying. He was
2: carrying so much speed at the twenty percent mark of the corner; it's unreal. Um, I don't. You, you can't. You can't disturb the air behind a guy like we need to be able to do. Still, um, these guys are not. I know they say loose, but they can. These race cars, you're going to be able to get them loose and tight, no matter what. You know, there's going to be a handling issue, but not like you need to be able to escalate those handling issues to create passing in my opinion so i still look at that back spoiler and that's a big you know this could be a question later in the show for cole maybe too when he comes on but what what would happen if we knocked most of that spoiler off you know what i mean how would these guys will they just spin out
0: on the straightaways you know i doubt it but yeah um, i think uh, well, i think we've talked about this with me with both of you guys and i you don't i mean obviously you'd want Ideally in a perfect world you want as much horsepower as you can get and as little bit of downforce as you can get and that I think would be the best yeah. racing. But I don't think yeah. you need to give the big horsepower if you take the downforce away. Like just take yeah, I don't make these so. things harder to drive and you could probably yeah. make it work with the lower horsepower, but right now there's just the the two opposites like that, the high downforce and the low horsepower. It's just making it way too easy for these guys. Go
2: back and look at an iRock race. They're not crazy horsepower cars. They just don't have any downforce in them. You know, and those guys could put on good races in those cars. So I think there's a formula there that we could creep in on a little bit more, but um, I definitely think it would help the mile and a half stuff.
3: What is Offerpad? Well, put simply, we're your online home buyer. Offerpad is the modern home selling solution with a personalized human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. We buy your home from you so you can move forward the moment you're ready. We've had the pleasure of helping thousands of happy home sellers, and we'd love to help you. Getting started is easy. Go to Offerpad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. Why is pad the better way, because we give you what traditional selling can't, certainty and control. Selling to Offerpad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. We have a 94% satisfaction score and an A-plus BBB rating for a reason. It truly is a better way. So, start thinking about where you want to live next. Get excited about making that move. With Offerpad, you're sold. Go to Offerpad.com and request your free purchase offer today. Offerpad, move freely cole
4: pern's here let's bring him on
1: yo yo
6: yo yo what's yo. up how much how are you guys
1: still got racing stuff behind you man we're good glad see to it. see that
6: <laughs> i know i had to put that i had to dig it out of storage to put it up
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on the show dude we uh we see your tweets all the time, man, and, and uh, I'm a pretty unfiltered guy. TJ is the exact opposite of that. Freddie's somewhere in the middle. So I was like, I was like, hey, Dell Jr. and I were texting a few weeks ago, and he's like, you guys need a really dynamic guest on your show. And, and after seeing some of your tweets being critical of what's being said on the broadcast, I'm like, hey, Colt Pern is our dynamic guy. He's the guy we're bringing on here. So thanks for jumping on, dude.
6: No worries. I hadn't watched it from home in a long time, and it's like – now you're like, what the f- are they talking
1: about? <laughs> hey, well we're there at the track going, what the f-? so we get it.
6: <laughs> I just I haven't watched a race on TV in long ass time, you know? Yeah.
1: So so I gotta ask you, man. You come out of Canada, you're you're a racer. I, I actually don't think a lot of people know that about you, a very accomplished karting racer. Like, do you get recruited to come to NASCAR or you decide, man, I'm moving south? To to try to make it in NASCAR, like how did that play out? Yeah, I just
6: uh, I was running a late model at the time and and working full time and was like this isn't sustainable. So I, yeah, quit racing and then just moved down and pounded on doors till I got got a job and then went from there.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I got to ask you this because I've worked with Todd Barrier before uh, at RCR. (laughs) I know you were at RCR for a while and you and Todd kind of got reconnected there, obviously on the on the Colorado spin. Like you're a guy that's known to push the envelope. You you and Chad Knauss, Rodney Childers, like there's just certain guys that, that seem to take it to the limit, get all you can out of tech. Todd is one of the more innovative guys In NASCAR. Like, was he your biggest mentor or or if not, who was your biggest mentor through the through kind of coming up the ranks and teaching you the way to to get all you can out of these cars?
6: Uh, hands down. I mean, Todd uh Todd's still my biggest mentor. (laughs) You know, we uh we talk all the time. I wouldn't uh it's just amazing how you, you get connected with people and you know, who you end up uh, you know, tying in together and to get tied with Todd was just, you know, luckiest thing that ever happened to me. So he uh yeah i mean it's huge even when went to gibbs you know just having him there was was huge you know just uh always there for me always you know sounding board just you know i don't know he's one of my best friends for sure
0: cool uh,
1: freddie what you got
0: yeah you know i just you know obviously like you said i was surprised just doing a little bit of background just how much you raced before you know i never even heard that you racing. and you see your national champion go-kart racer some late models you know run late models a bunch you know um Pinty series star stuff like that. How much do you think that plays into being a crew chief? You know, you see a guy like you, a guy like Rodney that that have driving experience. There's not a whole lot of guys like that. You know, how much do you think that plays into, you know, helping you become a better crew chief?
6: Uh, I think it helps. I think it's just racing on your own, too. Like, you, you know, you make mistakes. It's just like the perfect time to, you know, screw up. And, you know, you're <laughs> like, well, that didn't work. And, you know what I mean? And, I mean, I was okay, but I wasn't, you know, the next Richard Petty or anything like that. So you understand when you have a good car and you have a bad car, you can usually do better. So I think, uh, you know, that definitely helps when, you know, the driver's telling you the thing drives like a bucket of crap and you believe them, you know? So it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it hurts. I think just growing up around it, I mean, my dad raced and that's just all I ever did and was all ever around. So I know it just comes back to that's what you know more than anything else so it definitely definitely helps you I think everything you do in life kind of prepares you for for what you what you go into so definitely a huge part of my life
0: yeah it's the same way I was growing up my dad same thing that's all I ever did was race yeah I don't know any different <sighs> <laughs> yeah how do you um how would you feel if you know a crew chief now there's no practice deal I mean would you be I mean looking forward to it would you would you be on the fence about it oh I hate it <laughs> 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 I like it as a race man You know what I mean? It's a different
6: perspective, but no, I don't know. I always felt like our team strength was like using practice to, to get better and then analyze it and work all night and then get better for the race. So I think like, wouldn't play into our team strengths, you know, if anything. So I would be, I would be pretty nervous, but you don't, you can only be, you can't be that nervous about it because it's just (laughs) what it is. And then you're into it. Right. There's just so little you can do on a pit stop. You know, if you miss it, you miss it.
2: Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got a question for you, Nicole. If knowing these cars from last year, same package, basically, what's one thing you would change on the cars? Do you make it put it back in the driver's hands a little bit?
6: Oh, uh, I'd for sure go back the lower down force route. I don't know. I, I hated this racing, it was really difficult. I don't know. It's just, I mean, you guys see it all the time. You know, you get in one bad spot and all this, you know, you could have worked for, 20 laps to gain positions and you get one bad spot and then you lose everything you gained, if not more, you know, or you get put in a bad spot on a restart and then you're, you're done, you know? So it's, I think it's frustrating to work on. Obviously it's the challenge and, you know, you gotta, you gotta take it on and, and, and get better at it. But for sure, I just, I miss having to slow down for the corners and I would handle a guy and, and that side of things, you know, I just think, you know, so there some of the racetracks are, the majority of the racetracks, the corner, right? So I just don't know that you're ever going to, you know, get away from having dirty air. So I think, you know, having softer tires and lower down is, I think, I don't know. I think that's
1: better racing, but who knows? I think it'd be interesting to try out the low horsepower, just go low down force, low horsepower and see. When you look at the tire piece of it, we just went to a track where Clint was really upset and said they quote, brought the worst tire they could have brought here. Does Goodyear consult with the crew chiefs and the drivers? Is there a committee? Like, I, I hear that far too often, As Goodyear brought the worst tire. Like, uh, did, did you guys have – did you have a voice in that process?
6: I don't know. I went through a lot of tire tests over the years. I mean, that was one thing that sucked about the 78 was we didn't have a test team. So, we any time it was our turn, we had to go. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times you get there and they kind of – unless you know, they have a plan for what they're already thinking. It's just more like they want to confirm what they're already thinking, I guess. So, but it's super, you guys know what it's like. You go test on a green racetrack versus go on there and having, you know, 40 cars run around and rubber the groove in. I just, it's, it's never the same. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough, I don't want to touch that one. trying to say nice things.
1: (laughs) You, you, You being a guy that pushed that envelope, so freaking hard all the time and i can't remember how many times on twitter i would read that the 78 failed tech or that the 19 failed tech like (laughs) you got to give us a race man that you got away with way more than they knew you had in that car (laughs) give us one of them tell them yourself no
6: i think you're always getting away with it (laughs) i don't know i used to sometimes go with the mindset you throw 20 things on there and you might get caught with five but that means you still got 15 through (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's the name of the game. So obviously, I mean, going back and reading your tweets after these races is is probably one of my favorite things to do on the plane. And obviously, nothing you say is wrong. You're just calling out... For a better term, you know, um, like when you're crew chief in back, you know, whatever the you know, last four or five years, whatever it was. Was there a guy like you, you that you like somebody that you could go back and read that was kind of armchair quarterback? And he go, shut. I wish this guy would just shut the f- up. You know, whatever f- that guy. <laughs> but, you know, what I mean, was there another guy like that that you like just drove you crazy? <laughs> that's what Twitter is all about. Race
6: fans. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> They're the ones that drive you crazy. Yeah everyone's an expert at home right so now I'm just in that group (laughs) um I don't know
1: but Jeff Gordon made the comment yesterday about side force and he was saying running up against the wall and obviously I didn't hear it we were working but was he saying that running up against the wall helps you get more side force is that what you were arguing with him about there
6: yeah and then I was just he was saying like if you're looser you go run up the wall but I've never seen in my life someone be like oh I'm sideways I'm gonna go run the high line you know what I mean like I mean, it's the same thing like Chase was saying. Like, Chase was super fast around the wall, but he was plowing anywhere else. And that's, you know, Denny could move around. You know, that was, it was obvious to watch. Like, that was his his strength for sure. So, I don't know. That was, that was more the, ba- it was more the balance thing. Like, I don't know. If you're loose, you're going to definitely, you're going to turn more. So, you're going to run the bottom. So,
0: you guys know that. Yeah. One of the questions we get a lot is um you know we got it last week about you know just teams going with similar packages and stuff and then you've seen a race like martinsville where you know all the panty cars rose to the occasion they were all pretty much the same all the Hendrick cars were the same then you had the 19 just seemingly way better than the other gibbs cars what i mean what kind of factors would play into something like that
6: yeah i mean obviously the cars are the same but setup for sure would be different um i i don't i can't say that for sure obviously but you know obviously in years past yeah we'd all be a bit different um I don't know. I think, you know, definitely in the 19s, more the black sheep, if anything, out of that group. So just, you know, I think uh, we always had our own way of, of doing things, you know, kind of previously. So we just kept on that same path. So, yeah, I would say if anyone was going to stand out from the group, it would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was them. So I uh, think and I think you saw that. So and I don't know those other guys if they could have restarted the race with where they got adjustment wise, they would be a lap down too. You know, like, yeah, I think like the 18 actually got okay. He just got screwed on that one run and, and then was stuck, you know, buried the rest of the time.
2: I got a question for you. Martinsville, uh, last, last week, you know, obviously Martin gets a little bit of damage in the right front. I've seen Dale Jr. Take a car in the past, cut the whole right front fender off it and haul the mail Uh, the rest of the race do you think there could be a possible advantage to 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 get? i mean y'all had that saw (laughs) you guys are the (laughs) ones that brought the saw out to begin with um is there um and it was well done i mean it was well done to where it was i don't think it was really hurting him aerodynamically wise but do you think keeping that tire a little bit cool can help you in the long run there
6: Uh, I don't think it would hurt. Yeah, I mean, you run bead cooling and stuff like that to to cool the tires. I think it would hurt the short run, if anything. You know, I think that's where you'd see the difference. Maybe when on the tires, it would overpower it. But you'd think you'd get hurt on the short run a bit more than he did, which was I was surprising. I was wondering to see how that would go, but he seemed to take off still okay. So I don't know. I just. You never think arrow matters in Martinsville, and then I just remember last year we went there with that big ass spoiler and splitter, and it was like, holy cow, we were like flying at Martinsville. You know, like it yeah. was crazy how much faster it was. So it's like to say the arrow part doesn't matter is, you know, you can't say that either for
2: sure.
1: Yeah. What? Uh, sp- speaking of rules, man. Obviously, you're you're a smart guy. Like, what what is the one rule? that you, you would like to see changed to, I'm not going to call it the dumbest rule in the cup series, but what is the one rule in the cup series you would completely do away with?
6: Um, It would have to do something with rear toe alignments. <laughs> I just, I hate, I hate the one, the one that kills me is left rear toe. You can't have the left rear two, toe, too toed out. So it's like, everyone knows the right rear has got to be straight ahead or, you know, can't have skew in the car or whatever, but, you always be like, oh, I'm going to make sure we pass. And then you, you move, you take too much skew out to be safe. And then you fail the left for, for being too much the other way. That's, that's whenever you see a car chief getting kicked out or team member kicked out, I swear that's what happens
1: 80% <laughs> of the time.
6: So just that rule, I, I swear if you took that rule out, you would have way less people failing like second and third time attacks.
1: Yeah, well they NASCAR listeners to our show, so the good news is they may take your advice because they've taken a lot of our advice, even though they won't give us credit. We'll say something on here and all of a that sudden
6: restarts. I would have some sort of way for the third place car to not be at a disadvantage to the fourth place
0: car.
1: Yeah, we talked about that, that last week, man. Like it's crazy you can come off a Pit Road second and fourth place being an advantage.
6: That's just uh, it's arbitrary. I mean the only way the only reason it's lined up third and fourth is because you used to race short tracks and the inside line was better. So now you're on <laughs> mile, you know, drafting cars, essentially, you know what I mean? So it's like, how's it, how's it relevant?
1: I got two more questions, man. You have, have, you know, said publicly that your lifestyle was kind of the reason you guys up and left and and obviously went back to Canada. If the race operation stays open in Colorado, where you have access to a lot of the same things that you're enjoying now, day-to-day basis, would you still be in NASCAR?
6: Uh, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be on the road though. You know, I think, the road life just takes a toll on you for sure. Especially, you know, maybe there would have been something in the shop, you know, we loved it in Colorado for sure. It was de- the only reason we moved back to Canada is because we needed healthcare. <laughs> so I don't, that's the truth. You know, I mean, if it wasn't going to work, I couldn't afford private healthcare. So um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. We loved it out there. It was a great group of guys. It was like family, you know what I mean? So Maybe it's so hypothetical, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, obviously uh, it was a hard, you know, transition to just up, you know, both, both our kids are born in Colorado, you know, it's so just up and move and, and, you know, tear them out of their lives and stuff like that. So that never really sat, you know, sat well with us, but it was what it is. You got to have a job. So, I mean, you can't complain about it. it is what it is. So um, yeah, just uh, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs>
1: What are the odds Cole ever comes back to NASCAR?
6: Uh, beats me. I don't know. Never say never. I've learned that enough, you know, so I could be easily out of a job and need a paycheck at some point. So I'm not gonna say never. Uh, uh.
0: So I got two more questions. One was you know, being in his opinionated jar and you can feel free to give him shit even though he's sitting right there. What'd you think about TJ screwing up the whole end of the race last night by keeping Joey in the way? Have you guys covered that yet? Oh yeah, we 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 ripped him about it. What was his What was his answer? Oh, just you know, he's just running his line. He said, "Go ahead, I just, TJ." I just don't know
6: how he diff. How does Joey differentiate between who he's in a feud with?
0: Because like
6: <laughs> last year he's fighting with Danny at Martinsville, and then because Chase is more recent, I guess. So, like, I thought that was odd. I mean, like, I was like, isn't he in a feud with Hamlin too?
2: I mean, uh, I. I remember the last race at Martinsville, Danny running us into the fence off a of Ford flattening our tire. Right. Um, but, you know, I think when you're, when you pass a guy in the end of the race, like a, like at Bristol or something, and he, he runs you up the track and then he just destroys you. I think that kind of overshadows the, the brush into the wall last year at that point.
6: All right. So I got a question. If So if you were spotting for chase at Bristol, would you have told him to leave the bottom and let you guys in there?
2: Uh, no, I mean, I, I couldn't believe he went up to the top so early. We were really good on the, on the short run. Yeah. Uh, we were really fast in the short run and we needed the bottom. So I would have, I would have taken the bottom, you know, until, until they get positioned, you know, take their preferred line away. That's what yeah. you can do. Like it, like, la- like last year, last year at, um, at Dover, you know, it, it once you go a lap down, man, especially a place like Dover, it's hard to get back. We were, just stuck like uh, we were able to you guys had a super fast car but with this package man you were just stuck behind us like you and there's nothing you can do and it shouldn't be like that these guys should be able to move and or get to the rear spoiler you get to the rear spoiler now it does nothing you to yeah. be able to get to the rear spoiler and
1: move the car yeah yeah
6: yeah at least had an option there before now you don't
1: yeah. So, Joey only has a few guys mad at him. He's got Chase Elliott mad at him. He's got Denny Hamlin mad at him. He's got Kyle Busch mad at him. He's got Truex mad at him from when he moved Truex, obviously, with you guys. He's got the 12, his own teammate, flipping them all. Joey is definitely winning Mr. Congeniality this year, Cole. <laughs> He's
6: giving Kyle a run for his money. Uh, it's something to watch, that's for sure. He's always Joy came on our
1: show last year, and I was like, Joey, I've never seen a driver get swung at more than people have swung at you on pit road. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, Tony Stewart, I mean –
2: Uh, Tony, yeah. Tony's been in a handful of things, but, uh, so in your, like, I don't have a say in what goes on. Like I'll never encourage, you know, stuff on the track, the drivers, the drivers will handle it themselves. And that's what I said. Um, you know, that, that to me, that's the best thing that you can do is let the drivers handle it. And they're all going to handle it different ways. Um, you know, obviously Joey, you know, didn't want to make it easy for chase and chase obviously didn't make it easy on him at Bristol. Um, Yeah. But that's everyone handles things in different ways. And that's what makes our sport great. You know, some of these guys, the way they handle it, we need, we need little things to happen like this to what's going to happen here. Oh, no, you know, Um, we need stuff to go on like that. Like, honestly, looking at um, with 15 to go in 2018, I was like, this couldn't have been scripted any better. You know, Martin's leading the race. Joey's catching and I'm going to punt him out of the way.
6: <laughs> <What, what? laughs> he just drove right around us. There wasn't no excitement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, I mean, that you couldn't have laid it out any better for a, a year's worth of racing and, you know, to what happened, you know, with four races to go. And, honestly, if that doesn't happen at Martinsville with what happened at Phoenix, we're probably not running a homestead for the championship, you know. And, um, uh, you know, obviously winning the championship is awesome. You know how that is. A uh, lot of fun. It's way more um, fun than not winning it. One, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but it's it's good, you know. I mean, it's good for the sport to have things like that
0: go on. All I right, agree. so we are a spotter podcast, and you had one of the funniest, probably spotters. So <laughs> give us your give us your best Clayton Hughes story. Oh, I don't know if I can say that on TV.
1: <laughs> he said the same thing about you. I'm like, give me a good Colts story. He's like, I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Clayton and I Clayton and I had a lot of years together. <laughs> um yeah, I mean Cuzz is awesome, right? He's uh I don't know, I think I don't know, it's all interesting with you guys, right? I always think you guys are you know, you guys talk a lot for spotters, not offensively, you know what I mean? But you give you guys a lot of info. Like Martin's one of the ones that doesn't need a lot, you know, he needs somebody, you know, give him the, the basics and and then just be kind of that Cheerleader, keep keep it light kind of guy, and Clayton's perfect for that, you know. So, good combo for Martin. I was same like when I worked with worked with Kurt, you know, he wanted nothing. Like Curly's spot, and it was like it was like a waste of Curly's talent, you know, because he just didn't <laughs> want anything. So. Yeah, I don't know. Clayton's hilarious. I I just can't imagine what he's like up on spotter stand. So man. he's usually
0: pacing up and down and walking. He's all he's lost yeah. up there, man. It's it's so oh, funny. Yeah.
6: It's Indian in him. He's he's got a
1: wild side <laughs> <fog> for sure.
0: <laughs> he's a nervous f-ing wreck up he there, is dude. He's so <laughs> nervous, man,
1: all the time. Like probably
6: because he's usually got me f his other radio, being like, "What the? F-? <laughs>
1: dude, he will he, he will literally tell you he's nervous. Like, oh, oh man, man, I'm so nervous. It's like, dude, take Xanax. <laughs> calm the f down." Uh, got this. I mean,
6: talk about a great guy, though. I mean, Clayton, if you know, talk about you murdered somebody, you need somebody to help bury the body in the middle of the night. Clayton's
0: he's always a friend, you know, <laughs>
6: he's a bury the body friend for sure.
1: We're seeing, uh, we're seeing lead fall out of race cars, man. Like when, yeah. when you see this on TV, does it drive you nuts? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
6: I always was amazed that n- nothing fell off the car every week. I mean, I know what we would do with like five minutes before the garage closes, like, all right, we're going to go to the ground and move nose weight and, or we're going to move nose weight on scales and then we're going to like, you're changing tires, you know, it's flying everywhere. And then you're like pushing the car to get out for tech. You know, I was amazed that more stuff never fell off before that. And I know people like rip it online be like, oh, how could that happen and stuff? I'm like, it could easily happen. I mean,
2: yeah,
6: you, you move nose weight, you move nose weight in these cars, like, like you change air pressure, like you just constantly changing it and all of a sudden the bolt doesn't get tight or something gets forgotten or, you know, you go to get a wrench and you get sidetracked. And I know that's a shitty excuse, but that's what happens. You know, it's still human error at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Me too. If you're going to pick a week to get suspended, which week are you picking? Like, which race? Because I've got three kids, and I've only missed two races in 20-plus years. And one of them I got to schedule. And I, they were like, uh, we're going to have this baby, you know, around this time in September. And I was like, we're going to have it September 4th. And the lady goes, why? And I was like, because I'm supposed to be in Fontana, California, and I don't want to go. <laughs> That's when Fontana sucks.
6: It would be Talladega. I, I think I would voluntarily get suspended for Talladega. <laughs> I, I, I hate Speedway racing. Uh, I mean, TJ. At least you can go and win. You, whoever you spot for, you usually wins, So you do a good sure. job. Dale uh, junior's yeah.
0: clear by five, Just driving away, bud. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, oh. We 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 like Talladega here because we can make a difference. We feel like you know that's.
6: Look up Martin's career stats on speedways. It's pretty impressive. pretty solid.
1: Yeah, it's... maybe that's why Clayton's so nervous.
6: <laughs> I, was, I was nervous. As well, I knew we were gonna rack. We'd be like finishing the car. I'm like, I don't know why you guys are working on this thing so hard. It's just gonna be like loaded on casters. That's the
2: reason. Yeah, Martin uh you know, he had a, a very good shot. Um, he was pretty much gonna win um, the five hundred and then the door just opened for Denny uh, yeah. in three and four. It just lined up perfectly for him. Uh you gotta but, be on yeah, the outside coming to the line. Oh, you got to. Yeah, or
6: yeah. <laughs> or you'd wreck them. I don't out. Yeah. 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 Uh everyone was mad we'd finished second in that race. I I couldn't believe we finished second in the Speedway race. <laughs> I was super happy.
2: <laughs> yeah. That uh, uh I don't know, um one thing about Martin is we were there in two thousand four together when he was driving the chance two stuff and me and him. Almost went out in the grass together. We were hanging, we were sitting there watching the race in Dodger's pit box, and we almost went out in the grass when he won that race. And we tried to go to victory lane, and we couldn't get in victory lane because there was too many people there. And Jeff Clark walks up. You know Jeff Clark, I'm sure, mm-hmm. walks up behind both of us, grabs us both by the back of the necks, and carries us both into victory lane. I don't know if you ever knew that or not,
6: but oh, that's cool.
2: That was uh, yeah, one of the early day stories.
6: Yeah, he was. He had good stuff. He had good luck in the xfinity cars you know or bush cars back then but i don't know cup series spent <laughs> <been> tough Go. <laughs> it's a tall fence between those garages though
1: good deal man yeah. we're uh thanks thanks for uh dude thanks for coming on please keep tweeting during the broadcast so uh, we-, we live for being tagged in some of those tweets after the race so
6: <laughs> i go i go every week trying not to and then i'll get irritated and put you something can't hope you can't help yourself
2: Hey, just so you know, in, in 2018, I didn't wear any goggles. And when we celebrated the championship,
6: <laughs> I hate that. Uh, <laughs> go back and look, everyone's like, Oh, they do that in other sports. I'm like, The one sport they never do that is hockey. You'll never see a Stanley Cup celebration with a bunch of hockey uh, players wearing skis.
0: Yeah, ball. hockey hey. coming back, baby. Thank God. Fine. Who's know, your favorite fine.
6: hockey team? Oh, I'm a Leafs fan, I'm a perennial loser. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I'm a Sabres fan, so we have a good little rivalry.
6: Oh, yeah, you got it worse. That's like one of the yeah. few franchises I feel like it's got it worse.
0: It's pretty bad. Uh-huh. Before we let you get out of here, we've got to ask you some questions for our sponsor. Sure. All right, it's time for Cole to answer our offer pad questions of the week in rapid fire style. First question, Cole, when did you buy or build your house? Still building. Currently <laughs> renting. Building right now. What's your favorite room or spot in the house? Uh kitchen. If you were to build or buy a new house with a different feature than your current house, what would it be? Uh, that it would be my own. <laughs> <laughs> what room besides your bedroom do you spend the most time in? Uh, living room. Garage or no garage? Definitely garage. As uh, crew chief. I mean, if you don't have a garage, it's probably not going to work out too good. Can't be big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Is your kitchen typically clean or messy? Uh, clean if I'm doing it, dirty if it's my wife doing it. That's uh, the exact opposite of my husband. <laughs> Do you make your bed in the morning? No.
1: I feel good about myself all, right. all of a sudden. There's this smart millionaire I, guy this, who doesn't make his bed either. I got,
0: I, I don't know anybody. Who I'm does? A, I'm a teenager. <laughs> uh, let's see. When you come home and just need to sit down, where's your go-to spot? Uh, I got one chair. Sit in. Same. All right, man. That's it. Appreciate it.
2: Appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Hi, right, Cole. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, have a good one.
5: Time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. Let's jump into our weekly Xfinity Fast Lane segment, where each person will have ten seconds to answer six questions. Question number one: After Martin Truex Jr.'s Martinsville win. Sherry Pollux tweeted asking why the crew members can't go to Victory Lane with masks on since they sit in the hauler together. Should NASCAR change the Victory Lane policy? Brett, what do you think?
1: Yes, they should change the policy. We're flying on the same planes, we're riding in the same cars, we're staying in the same hotels. We are doing it as safely as we possibly can. Look, what's the point of wearing a mask? Why do I wear a mask if I can't be around you? I thought that was the point of the mask. Otherwise, if I can't be near you, let me take the mask off. I think this isn't a NASCAR thing. I truly think it's a uh, state government thing. I also think it's to some degree an optics thing because we can't look like we're not being safe. Uh, But no, I I side with with her 100%. Like, How can Freddie win his first Xfinity Series race ever last week and not be able to go take a picture with the damn trophy? That's why we do this.
5: I also think just to add to this quickly, like the victory lane. That was lane way photos, more than 10 seconds.
4: I'm trying to find the dinger.
5: But the victory <laughs> lane photos where the driver is getting out of the car and like taking photos with the mask, and the photographer is like, even in normal victory lane, very far away. Um, if just, the
1: driver is the only one standing there, why is he even wearing a mask?
5: That's do He's yeah, protecting I don't know himself from like himself. Effect, I guess they're trying to be safe. Like, it is fair that they are taking all precautions, but I feel like. That I've seen a lot of comments around that specific those specific victory lane photos.
1: Tim Fido was sat in my lap the whole way home last night, essentially on an airplane. So (laughs) that's awkward. Like, why can't me and him go take a picture together somewhere? Come on, man. It's it's time to loosen up some of this stuff, Freddie. I'll expect a picture next week. Yeah,
0: that's weird.
5: TJ, what do you think? Uh,
2: yeah, I think this stuff's all laid out beforehand, and until we get to a, you know, until we get to a more safe, secure spot, I don't think. it, it does think that you can't go there and cause these races are hard to win. And when you do win, you want to go down there and, and take a picture. Um, and, and have something to remember it by, you know, see the guys that, won, that you won with and, 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 you know, it's a group effort. Um, these races, it takes a whole team to win these races. Um, but yeah, it does think that you can't go down there and do that. But I, I, I understand the, you know,
0: the times.
5: Do you not hear the dinger?
0: I can't hear it. That was the dinger? Yeah. Freddie, you're up. Um, I, Obviously, they're trying to separate the driver from the crew, So you're talking about the crews and the hauler. It's not really equivalent to the driver because I don't think the driver's in the hauler. It's not supposed to be anyway. But, uh, yeah, I, we said this when they, when they came out with these rules. I think you can figure out a way to do it and socially distance each other and, and have your masks on and figure out a right way to do it.
5: Question number two. The Xfinity Series had two entertaining races at Homestead over the weekend. Is the Xfinity Series racing product currently better than the Cup Series? Freddie.
0: Next. Brett. We can hear the dinger,
1: Jason. Congratulations on not sucking anymore. When you talk about a guy named Ross Chastain that drives everything he can drive, he came on the show last year and he said the Xfinity Series package is the most fun package to drive out of all three series. There's your answer. Your drivers even believe that. Yes, it's a better package than the Cup Series.
5: TJ. Uh,
2: Yeah, there's more tools for the drivers to use. And these guys, the cup guys need these tools. These guys, you know, the aggressive cup guys up front need these tools. You need to be able to follow somebody off into the corner and get them loose. You need to be able to move the air a little bit, you know, when you're faster than a guy. You shouldn't be stuck behind them.
5: Question number three, NASCAR announced that there will continue to not be any practice and qualifying for all races through at least August 2nd. Do you agree with this decision, or do you wish to see some form of it returned sooner? TJ?
2: I agree with the decision right now. I think um, the way this format's working is great for, uh, for the times. Um, when you add practice and qualifying in there, you're adding a whole other element, you another day possibly. Um, I think NASCAR's done a great job with the condensed schedule right now. and should keep how, how it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree that the racing's been good. Uh, Bigger teams are missing it more than I thought they would. You know, you've seen guys at Martinsville that were way, way off, you know, just no practice. So I I think it's giving these small teams a little bit of an advantage, maybe. Right. Man,
1: I I just look at at guys like um, Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch all getting lapped at Martinsville. If we go out there and practice for five minutes – that never happens. It's a brand-new dynamic to the sport that we've never had. And, man, you're crew chief and engineer, man. You better have your together.
5: Within the eight races since NASCAR's return, grade the overall quality of racing you've witnessed. Brett.
1: Oh, I haven't had very good results, Casey. I've had some fast cars at places. Uh, had a chance to win Darlington. I thought I'd had a chance to win at least a couple more, and we haven't. So... My grade is an F. I ain't happy. I didn't ask what your grade was, by the way. I know, but I'm (laughs) I'm tired of being nice to everybody. I'm going to be like you, TJ, and be a selfish prick. I'm giving it an F solely based on my personal experience.
5: TJ?
2: Uh, I think there's been really good moments. I think they did the right thing for the short track stuff. I think we've had some good races this year. But I still think we're missing it, the mile-and-a-half stuff. So um, I got to go maybe a B.
0: Yeah, I was going to say B. I think the only, I mean, you've had great short track races. Darlington was pretty good. Charlotte really brought the grade down, I would say. You know, if without Charlotte on there, you know, that was terrible. I didn't, I thought Atlanta wasn't that bad. Obviously, the end kind of sucked, but the middle of the race was pretty good. Speaking of Charlotte, man, we could really, we, I got a good idea for the all-star race.
1: I think we should. I, I what your should, favorite tracks? I think we should move <laughs> that thing to Bristol. What do
0: you guys think? Hey, I'm all for it as long as they let me race. TJ, are you gonna I say mean, I don't
1: know, or are you gonna comment on this one? I think a
2: short track is a great place to have the all star race, especially uh, especially a track that might have had some drama already this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
0: I think. I, I mean, obviously, we're we're kind of joking around here because we might have heard rumors about this already. But I we'll didn't have hear a rumor. rumor. I know. Yeah, I know. Another rumor I heard though was, you know, if we do move to to Bristol, they're not going to have the All Star Open, which I think would be a terrible idea because I feel like that All Star Open is is probably a better show than the All Star race at times when guys are just laying it all on the line to get in that All Star race. And I mean, we had three great finishes to stages last year, and uh, the year before was even better. So you know, I I think that'd be a big mistake if they don't run the open. But I understand, for expense wise, it's tough for a team to go up there to run.
2: With a great format, um, with a great format and uh, a short track like Bristol, the All Star Race, uh, this you know, the sky's the limit.
1: Here's 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 the thing, man. Like, and we were, look. I was kidding with my answer by grading the season as an F. Obviously, it's not an F. It's an A plus for NASCAR. Simply getting us back on track in this difficult time. But when I leave the racetrack every Sunday, I get on a plane and I ask myself, if I were a fan. Would I pay to come back next year to watch that race? And I've never left a race at Bristol and said no. I've always said yes. And if you take and say, all right, we're going to have an all star race with the 20 best guys in our sport, wow. Like there's not a better bull ring. There's not a better racetrack. Obviously, it is a bull ring in America for that event. So uh, let's hope the, let's hope the a rumor that we've heard that is going to turn into a fact possibly very soon comes true.
5: Super Speedway races have been all about avoiding numerous big ones in the last few years. Switch roles and become the driver. How do you stay clean and in contention until the finish? Freddie.
0: Um, Luck. (laughs) I mean, obviously you can ride. There's two options. You got to be in the top two or three riding or the last two or three riding. It's only, I mean, you're not safe back there either, but that's a safer place.
1: I want the lead, man. Uh, that was one thing I really enjoyed about spotting for Elliot is—is he wanted to be in the front and he wanted to—to to be up there trying to control the the race, control the lanes. And look, I've been I've been wrecked running second, but I've also been run over running thirty fifth by one of them guys that doesn't have a spotter and doesn't pay attention. So, give me the lead, TJ. Uh, yeah. Those those races
2: uh, much easier to control from the lead. Much, uh, much safer. Been wrecked from the lead before, though. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything you can do. Definitely a little safer in the lead, but I don't know if there's much you can do. It's luck.
5: Off the wall question. A Virginia family found nearly $1 million in two bags lying on the road and contacted the police. If you came across that money on the road, what would be your move?
2: What idiot? <laughs> uh, what
0: money? <laughs> <laughs> no money here, uh,
3: Freddie. does
0: on me. Who, who tells us? No, what? No, like, we had number one rule. Number one, rule number two is the same as always been. Rule number three is never tell on yourself. God, I mean, what are you doing, Brett? I think
1: I'd be af- I think I'd be afraid. Somebody was watching me, and it'd be drug money, and I'd get shot. That'd be my only reservation about this situation. <phone rings> Brett's
0: got a new Ferrari. Where'd that come from?
1: You damn right, I'm hey, keeping
2: it. Pay
0: cash for it, dude. Brett, Brett got an 80-foot yacht on Blake Norman.
5: Hey, TJ, have you ever seen the movie Office Space?
0: Hmm.
2: I probably have, but I don't remember it.
5: You should watch it. You talk. I was watching it this weekend, you talk just like the boss. You're like, um, yeah so like
1: it's so funny In that case get back to work just like that we're almost at the end of the show wow that went by way too fast xfinity fast you know what else is blazing fast out there it's gotta be xfinity internet you know it get reliably fast speeds for all your streaming needs shout out to xfinity premier partner of
0: nascar and our podcast door bumper clear and make sure you're following at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to keep you connected with behind-the-scenes NASCAR content you don't get anywhere else. Ask DBC.
4: Send in your questions 24/7 on Twitter using the hashtag #AskDBC.
5: This first question is from Tim Allen, 19. Prior to this year, we haven't seen many ballasts falling off of race cars because the penalty and repercussions are severe. With the accelerated tech process now, what are the teams trying to get away with that caused these issues with the 11 and 98? Freddie.
0: I mean, it's it's been happening a couple times. We've seen it in practice and it's probably not as... Publicized because it's unpracticed, and and a lot of people maybe not watching practice. Um, Obviously, I still think 11 was, I don't know what they were doing, it was something shady for it to not come out during qualifying and come out as soon as he rolled off. I think this 98 deal was either they added some at the racetrack and forgot to to put the cap back on and tighten it up, or or left the shop like that. Um, I would tend to think it probably something they changed at the racetrack and didn't get tightened up and buttoned up again. But, uh, yeah, just I mean, it's happened, and you see the same penalty again but it's, it's just a little more prominent now because it's in the race and not in practice.
5: Right.
1: Everybody's got a job to do, man. And, uh, you know, Freddie, Freddie is insinuating that maybe the 11 was trying to gain some, some sort of an advantage. And if that's the case... The guy still had a job do, and it, certainly wasn't to, to let the lead fall out. So uh, do your job, and we don't have these issues. You know what happens in this situation is you're sitting there, and, and listen, these crew guys are sitting around. They can't see anything sitting on pit road. And all of a sudden, you know, TV goes, oh, there's lead on the racetrack. And you know whoever did it goes, oh, I forgot to tighten down that lead. And then you're like, you're scared to look on TV because you know it was
0: your car. There ain't no doubt in your mind that your dumb ass done left the lead loose. How, how many, how many, Would you say, what is there, there are 40 guys in the Xfinity race, now. 36? You think there was 36 guys in their pants when that, hey, there's lead on the racetrack. And all 36 of them were like, did I, did I, uh, I don't remember. I think I tightened it. I'm not sure. I mean, Megan leaves here every morning and then texts me an hour later and goes, can you double check, make sure I close the garage door so I know me exactly too. what all these people go through all the time.
1: Hey, I got home last night, and I reached in my pocket, and I had my damn rental car keys. My rental car's in Miami, and my keys in my pocket. And I'm like, what an idiot. Hey, you knew you left the lead loose. The minute they come on ready I go, man, man, somebody's lead is laying on the racetrack. You know that guy's like, oh, man, that's our lead, but I ain't telling nobody. Maybe it's another car's lead.
0: Somebody, Ooh. I heard a rumor that there was no numbers on it. And, and the only reason they knew who it was was because Junior was talking about it, said it come out of um, 98. They
2: there was a picture. Um I think there was a picture that had that showed it and it had a ninety eight
0: on it. Ninety eight on it. Yeah.
1: Hey I wouldn't put my numbers on my lid either. I'd put somebody else's number. I'd <laughs> yeah. be like, whoo, here here is Chase Elliott. He got some lead lead on the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. They had um They had pretty good video of it coming out on the front stretch. You couldn't
5: miss it, honestly. When the cars were swerving.
0: Yeah, when all those
2: guys were swerving back and forth and stuff.
0: Yeah. What do you think the driver thinks about? Like, he starts swerving, all of a sudden you hear like, clank, 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 clank. Oh, 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 no. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, (laughs) you've hit some big bugs
2: before with your car or truck, and you've heard the sound it makes. Imagine a piece of lead or tungsten hitting your car. It, it destroys it. like Yeah. And, and not, not to mention the reason why this is such a big penalty is because it's highly dangerous. If we get at speed and that comes out at speed and starts bouncing down the racetrack and gets some air, that's highly dangerous. So there's a reason why um, this is such a severe penalty for crew chiefs and engineers and car chiefs and stuff. And it's also one of the most moved pieces for adjustment during practice and stuff too, moving nose weight and stuff like that. That's why... These guys are moving it all weekend and stuff a lot during practice. And that's why um, there's some room for air there. You,
1: very unique situation here, too. A very, very unique situation in which these three guys get suspended and they have to race the next day. So they're in Miami. Now they're three people short. So now the Stuart Haas Racing Team has to fly three additional people from North Carolina down to Miami to take their place, which is and can be a logistical nightmare. Just imagine this happening to a much smaller team like you'd be at the local McDonald's being like, hey, man, we need you guys to come out here this weekend and help us. Because a small team that doesn't have access to private airplanes is going to have a really difficult time getting three guys there that fast. They might not even have three guys just to begin well, with. So
5: that brings us to our next question from Travis Parks, twenty-four. With Chase Briscoe rallying from six da- laps down to finish seventh on Saturday, what other individual NASCAR races stand out as the greatest comebacks ever? TJ,
1: ma'am,
2: I'm trying to think of uh, a race where somebody made up nearly that many amount of laps. And I don't, I can't remember anything anybody that's made up. Ah, uh, Kyle, um, Kyle Busch made up a ton of laps at Watkins Glen one time. Uh, taking lucky dogs and wave rounds and stuff. I think he made up four or five laps, something like that as well. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm don't, i not sure. I don't know. Chat.
5: Of course. Freddie.
0: Um, yeah, I remember Bill Elliott, I think, unlapped himself at, I think it was Talladega, just raw speed, unlapped himself. This is before the days of damn lucky dogs and wave rounds. But I think the greatest comeback in NASCAR history, not so much an individual race, was... I don't know if you guys are sure you remember, Alan Kawicki coming back. I mean, I feel like he was like almost 300 points down with like 500 races left and come back to win the championship. So I think that's overall the greatest comeback in history. It's just not an individual race, but, I mean, that was that was super impressive. Brett? I had to Google NASCAR comeback because
1: I've drawn a blank. <laughs> but I'm going to own it. Hey, at least I owned it. Uh, first thing that comes up is Kyle Busch. He broke his legs in the Xfinity Series race at Daytona. Obviously went out for an extended amount of time. Comeback, uh, had to get a waiver in the Cup Series to be championship eligible, uh, became championship eligible, and that year won his first Cup Series championship. So shout out to TJ's favorite, Kyle Busch, on his inaugural comeback Cup Series championship. And I did not pull that out of my ass. I Googled it. I'll tell you what's a good comeback is um, Jimmy Johnson – almost
2: every other week a handful of years ago uh, he would spin out almost every week and
4: still come back and win <laughs> I have one more SDBC question for TJ I'm surprised I was listening to your scanner audio with Dale on Saturday and he didn't yell at you once uh,
0: just, so. just one time he didn't really yell though hey so the the funny thing was I, was, I wasn't I was watching the Saturday race but uh, I talked to TJ when I got to the roof about it you know say like we talked about last week manipulating restarts Dale is trying to come out fourth, and I think, who are you racing down there, Brandon Jones down the end of pit Road or something? Yeah. I think it was, so, so you know, I could, I didn't see it, but I, the sound on the radio is like, oh, they're kind of jockeying, to, to one. they don't want to be fourth, so no matter what happened, Dale would have been screwed, because oh, Brandon got Jones got a penalty, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, just like we, we need, talked about last week, no matter, even if you let the guy go, you're going to be third, and anyway. you would
2: have been all oh, high-fiving and happy <laughs> and something, and be like, oh, man, really? Yeah. <laughs> I will say there wasn't anybody near us. And if the pit road would have been about five car lengths shorter, he wouldn't have figured it out. Cause he started driving right by us and then it yeah. took him a while to figure it out. So we, he had a little bit too much time right there and there wasn't any, I will say the only reason I brought it up because there wasn't anybody right on us. Like we pulled to the left and just got yeah. out of the way.
0: Yeah. I didn't see it, but I just thought it was funny that like, just what I talked about, like even if you tried to, even if you let the guy go, it wasn't going to work out for you. Yeah, it.
2: It, That's it's, I swear it's like a 50, 50 shot. Like it's, Every time you do a good job,
0: every restart after the second stage last night. Not that I didn't count, but we came out. You know, I think bubble wanted to be on the top. For you know, I think everybody did. And every restart, I'm like, all right, we're 18th. Oh, never mind, 17th penalty. All right, we're 16th. Never mind, 15th yeah. penalty. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're so
2: far back there. Like, if you're that far back, you're. It's almost. Yeah, I won't. I won't only count to the top three rows or something like that because four rows because it gets pretty sketchy after that man like there's always a penalty chances to go up
4: all right do we have anything to rant about today
0: i don't have a rant i'm just hoping to god that uh i think they're releasing the hall of fame this week they did the voting last week and i just i'm still on my mike stefanik soapbox man i'm hoping to hear his name called on uh whatever day it is i think tuesday or wednesday they're gonna release him. so just hopefully hopefully this guy finally gets in
2: yeah super Impressive uh, resume. I, I tell you this: did there was one car that rode the fence in everybody's way again, other than other than us at the end. Um, did you see who it was, Brett? Fifteen.
1: <laughs> who was driving yesterday?
0: I, same guy. Brandon Pools same in it guy. all year. Um, the bull. The bull. Yeah. I, how about I, there's the like bull is some. <laughs> <laughs> Old double zero. I don't know what happened to you on pit road DJ. You can talk to it that. it's zero, zero. damn like twice he drove in the corner on the bottom and we and Bubble was running like the middle. And I twice yeah, I had to tell him line, up up in the because he would he'd start on the bottom and end up in the third lane or second lane at least, and then the same thing. Yeah. One of them one of them twenty seven seventy seven cars did the same thing to us a couple times. So the double zero panicked on pit road in front of us.
2: We were it's when they opened pit road for everybody and uh we come out of the stall, we're rolling down pit road, we're you know, pretty close to double zero. And I'm like, he's got to turn in up here. Well, the one car who was running, you know, a little ways behind us was finishing up the left side and they dropped the jack and the double zero was already turning in. Like it was the one car's responsibility at that point because the double zero was already getting ready to turn to a stall. Well, he hits the brakes and just stops like right in the middle of pit road. Like to me, that's a good spot to stop. There's not much going on in the middle of pit road. You can stop there. To me, at that point, you're, you don't stop in the middle of pit road because that's how you cause an accident. It's the, it's the one cars. That's the pit stall that he has, and that's what he's got to deal with until he gets lapsed down or whatever. You know, it gets a, like, That's just what you got to deal with. Um, if you stop on pit road, you're going to cause an accident. You're going to get hit. Um, it's the crew chief's job to communicate on the boxes back and forth with the box next to him like, hey. I'm gonna be coming in late. If I'm if I'm already turning in, you gotta wait. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of the general role. If the guy's already turning in, you kinda of gotta wait. Otherwise, you're gonna hit.
0: Yeah. And if no, you see a lot of these guys opinion. a lot of guys with experience will will almost pull in the pit stall behind the guy. If you want if you know you wanna be courteous and you want to give these guys a break, you can still pull like pull right behind them and just sit there. Yeah. You know, you don't don't stop in the middle of the pit road. You, you can pull to you can't the inside be in the lane preferred or, lane. Or, you can't be in yeah. the
2: preferred lane. Move over three quarters of a lane and then stop.
0: Yeah.
1: How about that Chevrolet nose, man? Did you see the speed? If Austin Dillon doesn't get a penalty, I'm telling you, the three car was one of the best cars in the field. And obviously, Reddick was up front all day, man. Kid, can, can you believe like the switch that RCR's flipped? I know it's helping. Obviously, Freddie and Bubba, you know they're they're running and more relevant than they've been in Bubba's Cup career. Like the three came by me yesterday, about 20 laps into a run, and I was like dang this guy started in the back and he's already passed me and i'm running 11th like flying his his car turns so much better than my car like you could visually see us yeah. you know going into the corner our car fades up you can tell it won't turn the three cars just hook in the bottom gone
2: hooking the bottom the top everything
1: no
0: matter where about, they go there was somebody between us i can't remember who it was and i said i just you know right with you and then five back to the three and going out was going on a back stretch, And then the three was in front of us off of four, just hooked the bottom drove by two cars. I was like, huh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And
2: I think, honestly, I think that was helping. Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, the only car that I could actually see run the fence like the, I mean the entire way in turn, like most guys have to chop the 25% mark a little bit just cause you don't want to hit the fence that early. Even the 12, when he'd run up top, hit at the chop a little bit. The eleven couldn't run right against the fans. He could get up there a little bit, but not. He always he always left a gap. It seemed like, um, man, I'm telling you that they've got the downforce right now to do to make them decisions and stuff. I mean, it's just you know part of it. I mean, it's a big race's a big circle. It'll come back around, but that's where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it, it, obviously, man. RCR really picked
0: it up yesterday. Don't. Hey. S- well, speaking of rcr did you see what reddick did on the last lap no he tried he the bottom about wreck. no he stopped oh he took luckily he had like a 10 second gap but he uh he is right in, did that to, uh, before in a race he he was right at um he was like right there you know i mean it was danny maybe five car lengths ahead of chase and ryan were racing hard and then um, tyler was like right there five back of them guys and then he ended white. up like three or he took the white and you see him just crawling. Derek's freaking out down there, trying to, because of course he takes it, like he thinks he takes a checker. So now he keys up. Hey, great job, guys. Uh, he's talking. Derek can't tell him to get going. I mean, it was, they were probably panicked sitting in there for a little while, but, but he got going. Luckily, he had a pretty good gap. So he didn't lose any spots. He ran the bottom two, three, and four, coming to the white flag. And when I, I saw him down there,
2: looked back away. And uh, then I looked back, and <clears throat> it's about half a lap later. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the bottom wasn't that bad. <laughs> and he was yeah. way back.
0: Yeah, he, he stopped. I mean, he just basically thought the checkered. He thought the white uh, he, was a checkered. He, now
1: he, he had a race one last year in the Xfinity Series or two years ago, right? Did the same thing. Lifted at the white flag. Oh, it was a stage, not stage, the end of the race. Yeah. End of a stage, which can cost you the Michigan, race. Michigan, right?
0: Michigan, maybe, right? I
1: don't remember where it was. Wow. It was. But he yeah. needs to learn what a black-and-white flag looks like with checkers across I,
0: Especially, and the thing, funny thing is you come from Dirt World, where you watch these dirt races, they have no radios. These guys always run another, like they run an extra lap all the time because, you know, you see the checker, you just keep digging until everybody else starts slowing down. He's so modern-day Mark Martin, man. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Wow. That's crazy, man. DBC picks.
4: We
1: have some big news. Freddie picked Bubba Wallace
4: and won on Wednesday night at Brett
1: Barnesville. Lips still chapped. I'm curious to know what you knew that nobody else knew because there's no way Bubba Wallace is going to go down there to Martinsville, Virginia and beat the guys that he beat. Like, did you were you privy to a special email or text thread or what, what
0: went on here? The what went on was I knew we ran top 10 there the whole time last year, the second race. So all I needed was a little bit of trouble out of you guys. And I would take a tie if I could pick Bubba anywhere to finish in the top 10 that you know and and make a dbc pick i'd risk that one and then hope to god you guys had a little trouble and and both of you did denny i don't know he forgot dude I had, that was. One. I had that one in the bag again
2: <laughs> brandy's run running. <laughs> running second At martinsville yeah. running right i mean i'm like sweet i'm good here and then he throws out the anchor i mean whoever i pick is gonna have a problem it's known
0: Who'd you have last night? Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, he was terrible. We say
1: on the show all the time, "Don't suck." Let me tell you the definition of suck: finish second in stage one, and at the end of stage two, you're a lap down. That is the definition of sucking. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I knew. I just. I, I knew Bubba. Bubba always tends to, to to rise to the occasion, and I knew that was going to be a big race for him. And you know, it's probably was, his best know, track too. It is his best track by far. And, and you know, I just knew. And I mean, our car was super fast. You know, I figured we've had speed this year. I didn't know how well it would translate to a, a short track, but it just seemed like an obvious place to pick us. And it worked out. Brett was kissing asses all night, and Martinsville should have seen it. I was. I was pucking up. Um, <laughs> then I, was, my
2: guy, I was watching Clint drive real hard and try to catch us a few times. Then after about ten laps, it's our fading.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tyler the Ram Reddick brought me the win at Charlotte. Super happy about that. That, that was not I Charlotte. Gotta, I am mean, that was, that that, was uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know if you guys are, but I'm sleep deprived today. I slept a total of about three and a half hours. Uh, Same. That was not Charlotte. That was Homestead. Dude, <laughs> I would just sooner not go back to that Charlotte Oval based on, see, I'm still delirious over that Charlotte Oval that we ran, but my guy, the Ram Reddick, he kicked their ass yesterday That was, with, so with that was
0: I like that pick. Only I was, when I gave up my four drivers there at the beginning of the year, I gave up Reddick, was one of them, and I was regretting it. They like instantly I was like, man, that would be a good guy to pick at Homestead. And then it wouldn't matter because Brett picked them before me anyway. So, luckily. But, yeah, that was a good pick. Baldwin was hanging in there for a little while, but he, he faded. I got to go last this week. So, who gets That's to good. go first? Who, who finished last? Probably me.
4: Who cares about this place? Yeah, TJ will go oh, yeah. first. It's, the current <laughs> score is 7-4 to 1.
2: When are you going to start, TJ?
0: Are you starting Do soon? I want or? to
2: have problems this week. This is the question. <laughs> uh, I'll take uh, Talladega. I'll take John Hunter Nemechek.
0: I'll take Ricky Stenhouse.
1: The lane-changing machine, Ricky Stenhouse. He don't mind changing lanes. I'm picking
0: Brian Patty. That's what I'm picking. That thing's going to be a rocket.
1: Yeah, I tell you, man, like you look at Stenhouse, he's either been hot or not. Like I've seen him up there running in the top ten, or you don't see him at all the whole race. And then you look at his teammate, Ryan Priest, who was rumored – a year and a half ago to be the, the heir to the throne to Kevin Harvick's ride. I mean, he signed with Kevin Harvick's management company. There was a lot of rumors that Kevin Harvick at the end of this season uh, that we're in right now that, that he may potentially be going into television full-time, and he has since signed a three-year contract, which Freddie and I are, are around Ryan Priest a lot, friends with him. Like I've got to say of all these drivers in the field right now, Ryan Priest probably had better – get it going, you know, teammates to Ricky Stenhouse. Ricky's been out running them a lot, and they're, but they're both Kevin Harvick guys. So, uh, I mean, Freddie, Freddie, wouldn't you say, Ryan, of all the guys out there, the young guys that haven't been here long, wouldn't you say there's a lot, probably a lot of
0: pressure building around Ryan Priest? Yeah, there's two guys I've got circled that really need to step it up, I think. One is Ryan Preece, um, and I feel bad for him because he's had some good runs this year that, that you know, he was running top ten at uh, Tarlington, the motor blew up. He's had some awful luck, caught a caution right when he needed it. Was gonna be in really good shape at Vegas, motor blows up. I mean, so he's had some great runs where some bad luck has bit him. He's also had some runs where the, where the forty seven ran pretty good and he was kind of that same normal, you know, twentieth ish place. Um, so I think he's got to step it up. And the other guy I'm looking at is Cole Custer. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but I mean he's he has not performed well in that forty one car, not to where I thought he'd be anyway. At least, um, so he's another one I look at that I feel has got to step it up. All right. So I got to make a pick.
1: I actually was really considering Cole Custer, but man, I, I just feel like we got a feel good story coming this week. I mean, I look at Ryan Newman who had a great opportunity to win a Daytona 500. He does everything right. He makes the right block at the right time. Unfortunately, got turned, survived one of the scariest crashes in NASCAR history where backplate racing. He's a guy that's always around at the end. I got to go with Ryan Newman. I'm the only guy going big right here.
0: That's not big.
1: That's big. I could save Newman where else, for somewhere. Where for
0: where? Where are you going to pick him at? Where else like are I
1: won. Them? I won the Daytona 500 pick with Corey LeJoy. He's a guy that you know was a sleeper. He finished eighth. All we're looking for right here is the guy that we think is going to
0: survive. And I think oh, Newman yeah. survives. I was just going to say. Oh, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm on the limb here because my good chance my guy don't survive. But I feel like if he does survive, he's going to be fast and up front. So I'm just hoping he gets through there.
2: I'm trying to use names that that might be an outside shot right now that uh,
0: I won't pick later. TJ, you have to score. Your your total is 1. TJ's yeah. TJ's just looking to pick people that he likes because he doesn't want to ruin anybody else's day.
2: <laughs> I'm going to start picking people that I don't want to win.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to pick uh the 9
2: every week. Is that all right, guys? <laughs> if that turns into a thing. If I if that turns into a thing, I've got him every week.
1: Yeah. Cool, man. We're we off to Talladega. Uh, no practice, thank goodness. I know we cover that in the show. Um, this this is this is the kind of place that. That, that man patients can run out tippers can flare i think it's going to be interesting to see what everybody's mindset is going into this race because when we get there we all always go practice in our groups and practice with our manufacturers and we have all these meetings like i don't know that there's time for all that i, I don't know if we have zoom calls this week to tell us what the plan is but typically going down there there's all this noise around these teams and oems and i haven't heard a word Have you guys give no, it should time. Be meeting. yeah you you got got i'm sure week, i'll get some. I mean Chevrolet dominated the whole spotter stand last year. That we basically none of the rest of us had anywhere to stand because Chevrolet just, just took the whole spotter stand over. I pray that we're over at the old spotter stand and, and we're able to spread out on that big roof that's there by the concession stand uh, make for make for sense. this race. Um if if they don't put us there, the vantage points, if they bring us lower, ooh, we're gonna have big problems. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
4: Help us out by sharing the show on social media, retweet it, like it, send some feedback and some comments, and leave some Apple podcast reviews as well. We'll read those, and we really appreciate those. So
1: well, We can finally say we'll see you guys at Talladega. This is the first race you guys can actually come back. So uh, Thank God. Thank goodness, man. What a great place to, to have a reunion. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm
2: ready to go. It's newcomers to the sport, man. Big week this week. Make
4: sure you tune in. All right, everybody, have a great week. We out. Check
0: out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo